This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you've been with us earlier this week, you know we're talking about our relationship with God. We spoke about the relationship that the Lord had with our people Israel. And in fact, in chapter 7 of Isaiah, the great prophecy of Jesus coming to earth through the Immaculate Conception, and we saw that his name would be called Emmanuel. And for those who know a little Hebrew, you know that Emmanuel means God with us. So throughout the Hebrew Scriptures, we saw that God was with his people in a very special way. In fact, when he sent Moses to free the people from Israel, from Egypt, I should say, He said, certainly, I will be with you. And he was with Joshua, and of course, he was with the prophets. So we see God with us is a very important aspect of our relationship with him. And in fact, in the New Testament, we know that Jesus said, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. And yesterday, we brought in another factor that shows that we can even go deeper than just being with the Lord. And if we're with the Lord, and the Lord is with us, Our life will be very, very different. But we spoke yesterday about not just being with him, but being in him. And we closed yesterday's program by reading two scriptures. One was 2 Corinthians 5.15, which says, He died for all, that they who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. And then in 2 Corinthians 5.17, we read these words, If any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we see that just being with, being in the presence of the Lord is, is glorious. But God wants something deeper from us, especially in this day and age where things are so chaotic. And I think, Shelley, what we pointed out, uh, which is in the last scripture that you read about not living for ourselves. If we really live for the Lord, if we allow the Lord to live his life in and through us, we will be his witnesses yes. here on earth because it will no longer be you or I or our listeners that live, but it will be the Messiah Christ Hallelujah. who lives in us. And the life that we now live in the flesh, like Paul wrote, we can live by the faith of the Son of God who died for Glory. us. Glory. Well, turn with me, if you have your Bibles, to Acts chapter 17. And we know that Paul went to Athens, Greece, 
And he had an incredible message to the people there who are always debating. But if we look at Acts 17, beginning in verse 22, we read these words. And Paul stood in the midst of the Erechapis and said, Men of Athens, I observe that you are very religious in all respects. For while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Neither is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all life and breath and all things. And he made from one every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation that they should seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we also are his offspring. Junie, what a verse that is. He's quoting their poets who are so correct, they probably didn't realize what they were saying. But here's a message for all of us, talking about being in him. For in him we live and move, and have our being. And you know, June, just think about it. There's nothing outside of that. This is an admonition, an exhortation, that we, our life needs to be hid in him, and where we go and what we are is in him. Hallelujah. And we know that Paul was Rabbi Saul before he was apprehended by God on the Damascus Road. And he wrote most of the epistles. Yes. And we find in Galatians chapter 1, I'd like to start at verse 12, because I think it's very important, verse 12 through 17, because Paul again wrote, For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through the revelation of Jesus, the Messiah. And I think that's what we're trying to bring out this week, to be very close to the Lord and allow him to give us revelation of his word and also to speak to us and that we would obey his voice. Verses 13 through 17 in Galatians chapter 1. For you have heard of my former manner of life in Judaism, how I used to persecute the church of God beyond measure and try to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries among my countrymen, being more extremely zealous for my ancient traditions. But when God, who had set me apart even from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away to Arabia and returned once more to Damascus. And so we see a um, uh, a pattern here. Uh, Paul also wrote, follow me as I follow Christ. And we see here that he didn't go to flesh and blood, but he went to Arabia, set himself apart, and started to open up the scrolls, the prophets, the uh, Torah, the Psalms, to see and know for himself where he could find the Messiah and how Jesus fulfilled those words. Junie, I hope what you just read rings clearly in the ears of every one of our listeners. I'm I'm specifically referring to 
uh, 15 and 16, where it says, but when he who had set me apart from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, as you emphasize, to reveal his son in me. In other words, he wasn't revealed to Paul. He was revealed in Paul. And this is what we're talking about. Christ in us. That's what God wants to accomplish, that we allow his life to be demonstrated through us. We're the vessel that carries the Lord wherever we go. And I love that verse, to reveal his son in me. And Junie, in the same letter to the Galatians, in chapter 4, Let's look at verse 19, another tremendous verse. My children, with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you. You see the intensity that Paul had. He didn't want it just for himself, but he wanted for his, the people who he's talking to. Is Christ being formed in you? In other words, Sunni, we could be informed of Jesus and have the, all the theology and doctrines right, which are important. But is Christ being formed in you? That's in him. That's being hid in him. That's having, that's allowing his life to be lived and demonstrated through us. What a glory that is, June. It is a glory, Shelley. And we're talking about Emmanuel, God with us. And he wants us to abide in him. And uh, the apostle John wrote in John chapter 15, I'd like to read one through eight. I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that ye bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. What a word, So the fruit, it really is, Shelley, because the fruit comes from the Lord. And through us, if we allow him to live his life and we no longer live our own life and our own will and our own desires, but yield to the Lord, it's a promise here that he is the vine and we are the branches. And if we abide in him and his word abides in us, we will prove to be his disciples because we will bear much fruit, not just fruit, Shelley, but much, much fruit. Hallelujah. And the fruit is not from your life or my life or our listeners' life. The fruit is from the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God that dwells within us when we allow the resurrected yes, Messiah, the resurrected Christ to live in and through us. Junie, it, it's so powerful. You know, these are familiar verses and uh, we need to really get the picture of a tree, uh, the root, and the branches. The branch can do nothing of itself unless it's attached to the to the vine itself. And we need to get that picture. And that's a picture of who we are. A branch can't produce anything 
It can only bring forth the sap of the tree to bring forth fruit. May we have such a hunger and a thirst in our lives to do nothing on our own, but only to do that which we are prompted to by the Holy Spirit. And you know, Junie, maybe uh, there's a verse in, J- in John 17. It kind of summarizes it all. Chapter 17, verse 23. I in them and thou in me, that they may be perfected in unity, that the world may know that thou didst send me and didst love them even as thou didst love me. You know, Junie, that is such a powerful statement. He in us and we in him. And that's the key. That's how we'll bring forth much fruit. And that's that's what will cause people to know that the Father in heaven has sent Jesus his son. And what Paul wrote to the Philippians in chapter 1, verse 21, is so important. Because it says, for me, for to me... To live is Messiah or Christ, and to die is gain. And so to see if we give up our life to the Lord and allow his life to be lived in and through us, we are promised to bear not just fruit, but much fruit, and the world will know that we are his disciples. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you you for your word. Yes, your word. May this word speak to every one of our listeners. Oh, yes, Lord. And there will be put in them a divine determination to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth Grant of God. It, Lord. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Help us, And every Lord. word that we read today has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. May it inspire every person to live and move and have their being in you so we can all bear much fruit. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.